Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is an update to the story I did recently about the people who were threatened with jail if they turned down voluntary overtime at an oil mine in Canada. And he has a whole lot going on in that sentence, but uh, the story, as it was reported in the news originally, left out some key facts. Some key facts. So I want to go through this, and several people sent me notes, including a couple who sent me copies of the ruling that I mentioned yesterday in the video I did. So I have in my hands the ruling. It's only three pages long, but it is very clear, and it contains some factoids that were left out of the news articles most recently. So this is the full story. This is a uh, uh, findings and directives order from the Alberta Labor Relations Board. And it's called an application brought pursuant to section 71 and 88 sub 2 of the Labor Relations Code by Aluma Safeway affecting certain employees of theirs and the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners of America, Local Union number 1325. So the workers who are the scaffolders we talked about were members of a union, and there's a contract in place between these two entities. That is extremely important. The preamble to the findings and directives says, whereas on August 24th, 2022, Aluma Safeway, the employer, filed an application with us alleging a violation of the Labor Relations Code by certain employees who are scaffolders employed by the employer and represented by the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners and this is, and whereas the application is in respect of alleged threats of cessation of work, refusal to work, refusal to continue to work, and alleged actual cessation of work, refusal to work, or refusal to continue to work by employees in respect of overtime. So the question then becomes, if they refused or threatened to refuse to work overtime, is that wrong? This matter was scheduled for a hearing before a panel on the board of August 25 at 10 a.m., uh, the board afforded the parties, including the union as well as an affected employee, an opportunity to be heard on the matter set out in the application. So I had said in the video yesterday that chances are this is what the order says, and it says, you know, we had a hearing, here's who was there, here's what they said, and here is our conclusion. So the board makes the following findings, and this explains everything. The employer and the union's are parties to a collective agreement, the General President's Maintenance Agreement, which is in force and applies to employees of the employer working at Suncor Sites, Sincrude Mildred Lake, and CNOCC Long Lake Site. So there is a collective agreement that they have reached previously. An anonymous letter was circulated to the employees suggesting that employees collectively refused to work overtime shifts for the purpose of compelling incentives from the employer, including improvements in compensation or working conditions, starting on Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Now, here's the interesting thing. It says they're asking, in theory, for better compensation and better working conditions. And interestingly enough, the compensation is probably very clearly laid out in that agreement. But the working conditions... I actually raise an interesting point because if the conditions are unsafe, chances are the agreement says that the conditions probably have to be safe. So there might actually be a legitimate gripe there, but we'll move on. 
Starting on August 22nd, the employees have refused to work overtime, such that no employees agreed to work overtime, including for upcoming overtime shifts, which the evidence establishes is a significant decline from normal circumstances. The evidence before the board leads the board to the inference that such refusal is a concerted act by the employees acting in concert for the purpose of compelling the employer to agree to terms and conditions of employment. And they're saying, they're not asking for them to agree to the terms of the employment in the contract, they're asking for something beyond the contract. The board finds the anonymous letter and the employee's concerted refusal to accept overtime shifts for the purpose of compelling the employer to agree to terms and conditions of employment constitutes an illegal threat of an illegal strike pursuant to Section 71, and the board declares these employees have threatened an illegal strike contrary to that provision. So their contract specifically says what they can and cannot do. And uh, what they're doing here, according to this panel, is something they can't do. The board finds the employee's concerted refusal to accept overtime shifts for the purposes of compelling the employer to agree to terms and conditions of employment, which constitutes a refusal to work to be an illegal strike under Section 71 of the Code. And the board declares these employees are engaged in an illegal strike contrary to that provision. So there is a contract in place that says, here's what you can do, here's what you can't do. Therefore, the board makes the following directives under Section 86 of the Code. Employees have threatened an illegal strike or committed acts, the unreasonable and probable consequence of which is others will engage in an illegal strike, contrary to the Code. Employees shall cease and desist from threatening or committing acts, the reasonable and probable consequence of which are that others, in particular other employees, will engage in an illegal strike. Employees must not engage in any future collective effort to withdraw services from the employer as a means of applying pressure to effect changes to terms and conditions of employment, except where a strike is permitted under the code. The law specifically says strikes can be conducted in certain manners. And the panel here is saying this is not one of those manners. And by the way, you should remember that they're talking about collective efforts. And in the previous video, I pointed out that we've often heard of sick outs, where there's a group of people working someplace, whether they have a contract or not, and they're unhappy, and they say, hey, let's all call in sick on Wednesday. If everyone calls in sick on Wednesday, it'll get their attention. That is a collective action if everyone calls in sick on Wednesday when they're not really sick. And I know some of you are going to say, but Steve, if I've got the right to call in sick, who's to say if we all called in sick on the same day that we just didn't all do that, oh, coincidentally. Yeah, hypothetically, but let's just be reasonable here. So certain employees who were at work at the Suncor site project on August 22, 23, and 24 did engage in an illegal strike contrary to Section 71. All employees must refrain from further breaching the requirement not to strike during the currency of the collective agreement. The union is directed to post a copy of these findings and directives on all relevant notice boards or equivalent locations at its offices where this might come to the attention of its members who are employees and on its website. The employer is directed to post copies of these findings and directives in a location or locations at or near the workplace where they're most likely to come to the attention of affected individuals. They must remain posted for 90 days. The board shall email a copy of these findings and directives to the Gmail address of the scaffolders union service of these findings and directives as set out above shall be good and sufficient service 
of these findings and directives pursuant to the code and the board's rules of procedure. Further, to the employer's request under Section 88.2 of the code, the board shall forthwith file these directives with the Alberta Court of Queen's Bench. Once filed, the directives will be enforceable as an order of the court. Violation of a court order can result in civil or criminal penalties, including contempt of court, and that's where you'd get the potential for jail time. Issued and dated at the city of Edmonton in the province of Alberta this 25th day of August by the Alberta Labor Relations Board and signed by Vice Chair Jeremy Schick. So the story as originally presented on Reddit, by the way, I, I'm always hesitant to do a story which appears to come almost entirely from Reddit. And I've seen major news organizations jump on stuff that they saw on Reddit because it became popular. They thought, well, people are interested in this. Let's do a story about it. But the story as presented on Reddit said there are workers in Canada doing very, very dangerous work. There's, they're building scaffolds. They're working on scaffolds. Scaffolds can be dangerous and people get hurt. People get killed working on scaffolds. These people are working 10-hour shifts in extreme heat and they've been told if you turn down voluntary overtime, you can go to jail. Now, that thumbnail sketch is technically true in the sense that all of the portions of it are correct. But it leaves out a bunch of other stuff. And it leaves out that, oh, by the way, these workers and their employer have a contract between them that the union for the workers negotiated and got accepted by the employer and so there's a contract in place. And the contract in place says that there's a manner in which we offer overtime and so on. And they left out of the Reddit story, as far as I know, the idea that the workers all said, we don't want to do overtime and we're unhappy with the fact that we didn't get a bonus that somebody else got. And there's a bunch of different reasons why it may have happened. But the workers appear to have gotten together and said, let's all collectively turn down the overtime. And if we all turn it down, we can force them to give us more than is in our contract. That's the allegation that was heard by the Labor Relations Board. And the Labor Relations Board found, as a matter of law, that that, that is what happened. So I'm not saying that that is what happened. I wasn't there. Okay. But that's the allegation. But the board had witnesses come in and explain what happened. And they apparently came to the conclusion there's enough evidence here for us to see this was a collective or concerted action where everybody got together and decided to do something that was, in essence, a work stoppage. And the work stoppage may have been overtime. Overtime might be considered voluntary in the sense that they offer it to you and if you take it, great. If you don't take it, well, that's okay. But apparently in the past, they've always had people take the overtime, so it's never a problem. Until they all got together collectively and said, none of us take the overtime, that'll get their attention. And so what spurred that, I don't care, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Now, getting back to the safety issue, because... They said there was an allegation of safety issues or something about the workplace. Now, the board didn't rule on that, which indicates either they forgot to rule on it 
or that there was not enough evidence to prove out that point. I suspect that's the case because they say that both sides were represented here. And I have heard of situations before where people have been in a working environment with a contract and they've said, we're going to walk off the job because that's unsafe. And more people are sympathetic to that because if you give me a choice of working in an environment where I could lose an arm or going to jail, I'll go to jail. I'd rather both my arms in jail than only have one arm on the outside working as best I can with one arm. So that wasn't addressed here, and that allegation was made, but it looks like there was not a lot to that allegation other than they're doing a scaffolding work, which they knew because that's what they're doing all along, and they're doing that in the summer in Canada, which, of course, it does get warm up there in the summertime. So that's the story, and like I said, it appears that some items of that story didn't make it out into the mainstream news, and so a lot of people just said, well... How can I go to jail if I turn down voluntary overtime? And that's not really the full picture. It was an entire workforce that appears to have agreed to let's all do this one thing that's going to mess with the employer and force them to give us more than what's in our contract. Because remember, there's no allegation here that the employer wasn't honoring the contract. And if that was the situation, well, then people might go, gee, that strike seems appropriate, if in fact that's what you want to call it. But it appears to have been a concerted work stoppage, and the work stoppage, according to the Alberta Labor Relations Board, was inappropriate because they were seeking more than was in their contract. So that's the ruling from the Alberta Labor Relations Board. You can argue with what the board did, but I'm letting you know that's what they said because that's literally, I just read to you all three pages of the ruling and it ends on paragraph 15, which is the last thing I read to you. So there you go. So I got to thank Evo, Bill, Keith, Trevor, and Christopher for sending that. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. That man is richest whose pleasures are cheapest.